just allowing ourselves to get out of our, our own way and to allow ourselves to be a beginner and to understand that it's only by starting that we can become great. Hey everyone, my name is Jack Kavna and you are very welcome to the Only Human Podcast. On this episode, I want to explore an idea that has been something I struggled with for an awful long time but that I have deliberately brought into my life, particularly since the coronavirus period. But actually, if I'm fair on myself, probably a couple of months before that too. And it's this idea of taking imperfect action. There's a quote that says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. No matter what skill or habit or um, pursuit that we are doing, no matter what ambition we have, whether it be in our relationships, whether it be in becoming a runner, whether it be in starting a business or becoming a painter, You don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. It sounds so simple. It sounds so straightforward. But we get in our ways so much. We get in our own way so much. And fundamentally, that comes down to a fear of judgment. It's a comparison trap that we get caught in. We get scared of comparing ourselves to the people that we may be put on a pedestal, not realizing that they have all the same fears, insecurities, challenges that they face that we do too. Yet there's one big differentiator that got them to where they are compared to where we are. They took small regular, imperfect action. And by taking small, regular, imperfect action, we go from thinking to doing. And as we do, we get better. And only by getting better, do you get to become great. And so this has become really, really pervasive in my life because there are so many things that I wanted to to pull the trigger on. This podcast being one of them. I wanted to get back writing again. I wanted to um, get out running workshops and all of these kind of things. And in my mind, I had set up an expectation of where I should be, how it should be, what it needed to look like, that I needed to be perfect before I ever started. And I've done an awful lot of work on my limiting beliefs, the things that hold me back, the things that keep me stuck in old narratives. 
And I've realized that so much of what was holding me back actually came down to the way that I learned. The way that I learned in order to become a healthcare professional. And so knowing that I was academically uh, driven, that I was driven to sort of push my capacities and um, see what I was capable of, I was very diligent in secondary school. And that led to me getting to a point where I was going for higher points, um, going for the upper end in terms of points. I, I needed to get over 500 points out of the 600 available in, in the Leaving Cert at the time. And that was very much where I was aiming. And when you get into that kind of territory, the margin for error becomes very small because one mistake on a five mark question in one paper can leave you losing 10 points and you do that in two or three papers and all of a sudden you're not where you need to be. In fact, you're miles off. And so the diligence that I applied to my studies served me really well. And academically, I did, I did very well at the end of the Leaving Cert. And then I transitioned into college. I transitioned into studying a healthcare degree. I studied pharmacy initially. And speaking to friends from different healthcare disciplines, the same is true, although happily I hope it's changing in certain contexts, but the same is generally true, that in arrive people from all over the country and from around the world into these healthcare degrees. And what is very evident is that Nobody is willing to be caught out, to be seen as the one who gets it wrong, to put their hand up, to ask the question that might leave them vulnerable, uh, that people would understand that they don't get it. All of these kind of things inhibit our learning. And the reason that it happens like that is because their whole life up to that point has been driven by having to get it right, having to get it almost perfect every time. And then they arrive into a healthcare degree where one thing that is drilled into us is that mistakes lead to somebody dying. Fundamentally, if a mistake is made, whether it be in a calculation or a wrong dose or or the wrong medication or treatment being administered, that at the end of that is somebody's life. And so this pressure of having to get it right becomes quite strong, ever pervasive in your life. And if you're not aware that this is a thread that runs through your psyche, it can translate from the work environment where it is very important to be accurate and to get things on the money, it can translate from that environment to other parts of your life, 
other parts of your life where we have to recognize that we are only human and that we can't get it right all the time. And to remember that in order to get to a place where where we can get it right and do well and and do a good job most of the time that we actually had to be a beginner at some stage as well. And so I realized that this belief system was deep inside me that I had to I couldn't start on on a new project or a new ambition because it was so ingrained in me that it had to be perfect. And once I began to become aware of that, I could challenge it and start to let it go. Because just like anything, you have to start somewhere. And everybody that started learning a new skill, it was messy at the beginning, it didn't look great, didn't sound great, they were awkward, they were unsure of themselves, not not entirely getting how how to make it happen. And the magic comes out of that messiness because as we grapple with all of that is the process by which we improve. And as we improve, we build competence and confidence. And as that increases, our level of assurance and output quality improves in whatever we're doing. And so I want to read you a little bit from a book called Ordinary to Extraordinary by Brian Colbert. And in this section, he's talking about the four stages of competence in developing any new skill. So stage one is unconscious incompetence. So this is the point where you have not yet noticed that there is a particular skill available that you do not understand or know how to do. Basically, you don't know that you don't know. But once you identify the lack of a skill, you move on to the next stage, stage two. Conscious incompetence. So now, although you don't yet understand how to do the skill, you do recognize that you don't know how to do it. And you can see the value of having this new skill. You may not get it right away the first few times you try, but that's part of the learning process. You know that you don't know how to do it just yet. Stage three is conscious competence. So as you get to apply a new skill, this skill that you're learning, you realize that it actually requires a lot of concentration. So maybe think back to when you started to drive or something like that, uh, or to learn to ride your bike, or to code if you're into coding computers, or um, any number of other things. So as you get to to apply this new skill, you realize that it calls for a lot of concentration. But now you know that you know how to do it. And actually at the stage of conscious competence, it's the best time to teach somebody else because you're very aware of all of the bits and pieces that need to go on to make it happen. 
And although you haven't mastered it yet, because you have such um, awareness of how to do it and what is required to do this skill, that is the perfect time for you to teach somebody else. And the final stage, stage four, is unconscious competence. So after you have applied the new skill a number of times or many times, it becomes second nature. So to bring back to riding a bike or driving a car, it gets to the point where you can have a chat with someone in the passenger seat while you're driving, or you can um, do the same when you're on your bike. You can look around and see what's in the field a little bit, um, and, and you're assured that you don't really need to think about how you're doing it. So it becomes second nature. And as a result, the skill can be performed whilst doing something else. You may be even able to teach it to others, but not as well as at the conscious competence stage. You no longer know how you know. You can just do it without thinking. And that's the point at which it becomes a habit or where you become great at something. And so I find this really interesting because none of that can happen unless we first get out of our own way and begin. We take the imperfect action. We show up at the gym when we're unfit and not looking or feeling how we would like. We ask the person on a date, even though we're scared shitless, that they will say no and that will fundamentally mean that we're inadequate, which is a lie. We begin the coding course. We learn how to make our first coffee in a barista machine. We learn how to do creative drawing or calligraphy. We teach someone how to ride their bike or whatever other number of skills. For me, a huge one was putting the podcast out there and learning all the little bits and pieces that I needed to learn to make it happen. But without taking that first step, that imperfect action and knowing and trusting that if I keep doing this, I will get better at it. It's inevitable that I will get better at it. Just allowing ourselves to get out of our our own way and to allow ourselves to be a beginner in some part of our lives is so important. And to understand that it's only by starting that we can become great. So until next time, Stay well, stay curious, and begin something for the first time. Cheers. What has been so heartwarming about the Only Human podcast as a project is that it is creating a community. It's creating a tribe of like-minded people who are open to exploring new ideas and insights that can help them in their own lives. If something that was shared in today's podcast has resonated, it's hit home, maybe it's helped you to see things in a different way, 
or added value to your life in some shape or form, please do share it with a friend. It's the single best way that you can continue to support what we're doing and help us to spread the message. Again, if something has been of value today, please do share it online. Tag us in the post on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn or Twitter. My Instagram handle is Jack Kavanagh, I-R-L. And thank you. The feedback has been overwhelming and we really do love having you along for the journey. Until next time, stay well, stay curious. Cheers. Thank you.